Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. It's been a while, and we are so happy to be back. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining and downloading the podcast. We appreciate it. Today is a little bit different. One, because we haven't recorded in ages. So uh, thank you for, you know, first of all, just for uh, downloading us after our long hiatus. But second, uh, we have some new uh, contributors joining us today. Um, we do have a John. It's not John Chapman. It's John Gallagher. And uh, we do have a Austin. It's not the Austin, our longtime friend and contributor. It's Austin Thompson. Guys, thanks for joining me. It's going to be a good episode today. How you guys doing? doing? Great. Doing thanks well. for having us. Good, good. Uh, that is the worst part about podcasting for me because 900, 999 podcasts out of 1,000, they all start off with, hey, how you doing? And the other person's like, good, how are you doing? Like, we haven't talked, but we've talked for like 30 minutes before <laughs> we even started recording. I hate – that's like the biggest formality. I hate formalities. I'm not a big talker. Um, I actually don't like to talk at all to people normally. I'm there with and you. And I hate the like pleasantries, <laughs> and that's like the one that really bugs me the most. Um, anyways, guys, we have a fun episode. We are going to go through the uh, mailbag. Uh, we have the Eat Nation private group on Facebook. If you're not part of it, you can request to join it. We make it private, really, so your competition can't see where you're getting all your advice from. Uh, so make sure if you're on Facebook and uh, you're looking for another resource, uh, we have like 300 members in there, and they're all really good fantasy players, I think. Um, you know, they all give and take and ask great uh, fantasy advice. So it's a good resource for you guys. So if you're interested, just request. And as long as you're not a bot or um, – I, I get a lot of um, – and there's no problem because we do have uh, – anyways, we have a lot of like <laughs> Indian and Pakistan people asking to join the group all the time. I'm pretty sure they're like bots or spam yeah. or something. So. Um, you know, it, I, it's really bad. And I'm saying this on, I'm like ver, uh, verbal vomiting, but, um, I, I guess it's profiling. I'm kind of admitting, but a lot of times you could tell, like if they're a member of like 950 groups on Facebook, I don't accept you. Um, so I don't know. That makes me a bad person and I shouldn't be talking. So we are going to go through the mailbag. It's going to be a fun episode. We have a lot of really good questions. Uh, John. Yeah. Oh, hey, whose daughter? That's my daughter. Just ran in here. Nice. How old is she? Two. How old is she? She'll be two in September. Nice. I have a three-year-old, for those of you who don't know, and I have an eight-month-old, and hopefully they still they stay sleeping when we record. Um, you know, they, and that's the one thing I really like about podcasting, too. When we recorded, you constantly heard dogs in the background, like our early, early episodes. Um, but we're just people talking about fantasy. We love fantasy. If you haven't heard us before... Um, you're listening and you're wondering when the fantasy is going to come. Eat Sleep Fantasy is not only about the monotone black and white data, but it's also about, um, you know, what fantasy is really for is, you know, to entertain, to have fun, to talk to your friends about it. And that's kind of what we do. So anyways, that's my long spiel. I have a lot of other housekeeping stuff to take care of, but we'll do that later. Um, I really want to get into, uh, let's just get into fantasy and I'll go straight to the, 
and again, I call it the mailbag. I've always hated the stupid phrase, the mailbag, because everybody does it. It's just hard to think of other stuff that hasn't been done. Um, I know, like, the satchel has been done, and I don't know. I just gave up and just call it a mailbag. Um, so first of all, I want to thank everybody for writing in to this uh, Q&A, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Brad Jackson. I'm going to get right into it, guys. Brad Jackson on our pri- in our private group. In his Dynasty League, what does he do with Geis? John? Oh, you, you get rid of Geis. You drop him as fast as you can because uh, that's what every NFL team is going to do. <laughs> now, there's been – Geis, is a, it seems like from the reports that he's a pretty shitty person, uh, but there are a lot of shitty people in the NFL. No chance that – he uh, gets opportunity elsewhere and takes advantage. Well, the thing about it is that Washington is a place where a lot of like shitty behavior <laughs> players have gone and they've accepted right. you. And within like an hour of this breaking, they released him. So yep. I, yep. Didn't I don't think there's going to be a, a, a more lenient ball club. And like the, the, uh, you know, the established kind of, mood and tone that the that the Washington football team is trying to set I think is a good one and I don't I don't think another team is going to try and undercut that yep you agree Austin spot one the New England Patriots for a third round pick spot two (laughs) the Las Vegas Raiders yeah hey you never know I in a dynasty league if if look I'll keep guys if it's if there's nobody like I'm dying, I, I'm not going to take some you know wide receiver six from the Dolphins, whoever that is. I'm not going to take him and drop guys for what? it. I'd hold on to guys for the off season, but but yeah, if you have to drop or hold, and there's somebody of value, um, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not picking up guys. On the other hand, I think, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, I think Bryce Love is the running back in Washington now. Um, where were you guys leaning? I, mean, I think it's Gibson. Yeah, I yeah. mean Gibson's gonna has the has the better build to be the long term back. I love Bryce Love's speed though. I think that can be lethal. Uh, Adrian Peterson is also just still trucking. So uh, I see. I don't know if they are gonna go towards you know in a oh. I I don't know if they're gonna go towards an established lead back i think that they're going to look towards a committee um until i see them do differently uh you know in their in their practice or you know with with their announcements uh i have to i have to be cautious around them yeah yeah i got lucky and traded guys away last week before this happened oh and i I could i couldn't be any happier (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure I have drafted guys every year since his rookie year and I've just never been paid back for it. Yeah. Like it's just always sucked. And it's like, Oh God. And now if he lands somewhere and he doesn't get the opportunity, then what do you do with him next year? And he's like, a, uh, it's horrible. Well, like even if he gets to another team, is he going to be the lead back? Like, so he, he best right. case scenario, he gets picked up by another team and he gets another shot. And then he's just another running back fighting for, you know, a spot. Most teams have their mm-hmm. guy. Uh, yep. I just even if even if he gets what you know what he wants on and getting to a new team, that uphill battle and like lack of point production, I just don't think he holds any value in Dynasty right now. Yep, I agree. All right, uh, good friend Jamie 
uh, from the private group. Top 10 running back, back list for this year in PPR. Um, I'll go through mine really quick. Mm-hmm. And this is, I'm still working out my rankings, but this is pretty rough draft of my running backs going Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Zeke, and I know you guys are going to go different here. Uh, Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry. I'm thinking Joe Mixon, then Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm. Is that nine or 10? And then. Somewhere in there, probably Nick Chubb, if if that's my tenth. Yeah. That's where I'm going. Uh, anything glare out to you, Austin, of, of my top ten there? Not really. Um, I actually, I, I, the more the more you talk, the more I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been kind of trying to find a place to put Jonathan Taylor, um, yeah. which I, I just, I have this feeling that this year with Jonathan Taylor, it's going to be a lot like the year that it was Kamara um, and sure. And Ingram. And Ingram yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think that's what's going to happen with that dynamic. And then they'll just kind of let Ingram, I mean, they'll kind of let Mac fall to the wayside. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that could be a one, two punch. I don't have a lot of data to support this, but I really, really do like, Marlon Mack uh, from, you know, he can handle the load. Colts trust him. And maybe they were just trusting him because they didn't want to trust anybody else last year. I mean, he got a ton of touches. He capitalized on those touches. But, um, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor will be involved. And and where do you – to be in the top ten, though? I think he's a little um, outside of that. He's outside of that. But, yes, I I definitely like Jonathan Taylor, too. Um what about you, John? I know you like uh, you like Clyde Edwards Hilaire a little bit more than I, I do. I, I love him, uh, but yeah, I like I like CMC at one, Barkley at two, uh, Elliott at three. I'll put Kamara at four. Okay. Uh, let's go. Henry or Cook at five. H- Henry. Yeah. Okay. And then six, I'll go Cook. Seven, I'll go. Probably Hilaire. Yeah. And then eight, I'd probably go Austin Eckler. Interesting. Uh, nine, I would go Aaron Jones. And ten, I'd go Chubb. Okay. I like uh, – it's weird. I mean, just from the – I've done a couple Dynasty startups and a couple redraft, uh, a couple redraft drafts so far. And I have a lot of Chubb. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've – Chubb for Chubb. Yeah, yeah, big Chubb. I don't know why. Uh, he's, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think he's undervalued. I mean, a lot of people are taking him, you know, in the mid to late second round. Yeah. And I, I think he's a strong value late there. to early, you know, late first, early second. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I, I like where he's going. So I see a lot of value when I'm picking in the middle of the second round and Nick Chubb's still there. I agree. For me, it's a no-brainer. So, all right, let's go to the next question here. Uh, Balraj, our good friend, buddy. Uh, let's see. He says, your thoughts on COVID, how it can be handled and if season will even finish also. Okay. Well, let's go for the first, first question. The first question is he wants to know our thoughts on how COVID can be handled and if the season will even finish. So let's not even talk about fantasy football. Um, I am, I'm skeptical mm-hmm. that the football season is going right. to start. And I'm an optimist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a, 
my wife says I have toxic positivity. <laughs> um, but it, man, it's it's hard to imagine. There's a lot of opt outs already. Um, the more these players are going to be around each other, the more you know cases there's going to be. You can't put them in a bubble like you could the NBA. I mean, the teams are just too big. What are we going to do? What What do you guys think is going to happen? Are we going to have a football season? I think that there will be every attempt to try and roll out a season. Uh, realistically, though, I see a lot of players like if I'm a running back, and then I just I just realize that like my starting right tackle is either going to be sitting out due to covid or you know gonna be quarantining himself on you know certain weeks then i'm like well okay so this already very violent game i'm we're we're we're, we're taking away our starters i'm in gonna i'm gonna be in more jeopardy now uh and that's that's removed from the pandemic you know what i'm saying so just playing the game itself is gonna be interesting when you start taking away key players yeah and i just don't I don't know if all the players are going to be on board. What do you think, Austin? I think they'll have a season, and I actually think they'll be able to finish the season, but I think that what they might end up doing is eliminating Thursday night and Monday night games. I think what they'll have to do is go to one game a week. That way you can do the proper quarantining because you're going to have cases. I mean, Zeke has already had it. A couple right. other players have had. You know, it's the weird thing about the that COVID designation list is the fact that you get put on that list for one of two reasons. You don't necessarily have to have COVID. You can either have COVID or be exposed to somebody with COVID and awaiting tests or quarantining. Right. Yeah. So right. you know, I, I I personally know a few people who've had COVID, and the the biggest issue afterwards is breathing. And I think yeah. that the one thing that's lucky is you have a lot of younger players who can, who were already in very good shape, taking care of themselves. Sure. Um, so I'm I'm pretty optimistic about there being an NFL season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we're dealing with world class athletes here, right? Yeah. I mean it's just it's not like quote unquote normal people. I mean these people are built and have trained their entire lives oh, yeah. to be in the top, you know, 0.001% of human beings yeah. um, physically, you know? So yeah, I, I think the, a lot of the symptoms and stuff, I don't think, you know, knock on wood, of course, I hope that there's no real illness and sickness or, you know, anything worse than that. But uh, I do think that a coach could get it and, you know, somehow give it to, you know, wide receiver coach could give it to one of the receivers and then, you could just spread throughout the film room. Who knows? You know, how, how are they going to deal with that? I don't well, know. Because, like, um, you know, once two – you're going to have two quarterbacks are out. Um, yeah. It makes the game a lot more difficult for those teams. Oh, agreed. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be handled. But, okay, so switching over to fantasy. How are you guys going to uh, formulate and work within your league settings to deal with what could happen as far as, you know – who knows, you know, uh, Philip Rivers could have an extra couple of bye weeks because he gets sick yeah. or because he knows somebody that's been, you know, quarantined. So how are we going to deal with that? Are extra IR spots, more bench players? What are you going to do? I We've think done both of those you need to happen. Oh, go for it. Yeah. No, no. I was saying the same thing. Um, I know some of the leagues I'm in, we have done strictly extra, extra IR slots. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But anywhere that I can, 
I think it's ideal to give a couple of extra bench spots and a couple of extra um, IR slots and just make it a this year only thing. You know, hopefully this stuff is gone or better contained by next season. And you don't have to do it forever, but this season's a season unlike any other. Um, so it kind of makes sense to do a little bit of both if you can. Yeah, yeah. I'm already a big proponent of deep benches. I think it rewards those players who uh, do their homework before fantasy season. Oh, yeah. Yes, and that's that's exactly what – look, it's all going to be based off luck, right? Yeah. I mean, your quarterback, you know, gets sick and has to quarantine. It's just dumb luck, right? Like, you're out the quarterback. I am big into not adding IR spots and just going deep benches yeah. and drafting. You know, if you have, you know, whoever, uh, you know, uh, I, whoever you just back you know get their backups or um, i mean if you're used to just taking two quarterbacks in your draft and like okay this year i'm gonna have to take three exactly yeah. exactly i mean that's just what you're gonna have to right. do i so i the ir spots the only reason i'm a little iffy is just because there's ways to take advantage and there's ways to use putting people on ir to better your team when you know i don't know i don't know if that makes sense but there's just, you know, and then, okay, when do you take them off IR? Are they automatically get taken off, or do they get, you know, do they stay there until you add another player? I, you know, I've there's always, all kinds of different I've always rules. been a fan of the IR finagling. I know what you're talking about, but yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. think it's, a, you know, it's pick, a good strategic aspect to fantasy. Definitely. It, it is. and But I just, I don't want it to be taken advantage of mid-season yeah. when not everybody can, t- you know, I don't know, I guess, again, it's like dumb luck, so... However, you guys want to do it, I guess. But I'm a proponent of not no IR spots and just mm-hmm. deep benches. Mm-hmm. Deep, you know, add another two guys to your bench. But then on the other hand, I you know I'm in a keeper league with um, you know a couple of our hosts, uh, you know Brito and Armando, and my whole thing is having really having less bench spots, and that increases the waiver wire play, and that makes the league fun too. Absolutely. So kind of you know depends where you want to go i think we have like four bench spots in our league which is nuts Ooh. and you know but the waiver wire is being scrambled all the time which is fun so it kind of depends on how you want to handle your league i, I guess there's really no <clears throat> wrong way to handle it you got to have either one or both yeah. ir spots or deep benches you have to yeah definitely yeah all right um so ricky fleming how many running backs do you take in the first round before the first wide receiver assuming michael thomas becomes appealing call it half ppr so let's go through a typical draft um of course michael thomas should probably be selected fourth overall i'd say the big three would be mccaffrey barkley and zeke and then michael thomas is that what you guys think uh you agree when when do you take michael thomas i guess that's a whole probably question take here. him a little later like i don't know i would take him like I think I would take him outside the five spot. So you'd go McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, and maybe like Kamara. You're saying, or yeah, not in that order, yeah. but you would, like, you'd take Kamara over Thomas. I think I would. I th- Austin. Yeah. I'm having oh. Normally I, normally I want to take him. At the three spot, me personally. Yeah. Um, either three or four, but I could see, I guess it depends on which, what it is you're going for. If you're going for, if you want to go running back heavy. Well, he's, he's talking half PPR. I mean, you're taking so much value away from Michael Thomas when you go half PPR. 
Yeah, agreed. So yeah. those other dudes are gonna get carries, and that's you're gonna get more points more often for that. So like, if it's if it's a full PPR, I understand pushing Michael Thomas that high. But with a half PPR league, I, you're gonna lose out on a lot of the points of just you know those those five yard outs to him. You know those. Yep. That he just yeah, you're he right. peppered. But the difference between I, I think the big thing is the difference between Michael Thomas and I don't know Julio Jones or Devontae Adams, I guess. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas is in a tier of his own, I think. I would consider Devontae in that same tier, and I, I, I'm okay. actually excited because I I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna if there is a season and we get it and we get a good one, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna play so mad. Uh, I, I I don't think he appreciates the disrespect, yeah. and I don't blame him. And Devontae Adams is probably the, I don't know, maybe second best route runner in in the league. First, I, I, yeah. I, I have to think about that a little bit. He might even be the best. But I just think him and Aaron Rodgers are going to cut this league apart right now because of the disrespect over the offseason. Yep. Yeah. Uh... I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers seems like um, a grudge holder. Dude, right? he seems like the perfect person <laughs> just fueled on spite. Yeah. Oh, he and, is. Yeah. And can yeah. turn that into just oh, the the craziest jet fuel. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, before we go into the next question, I do uh, really want to – it is kind of a just a quick announcement. Uh, you guys have – I know you've heard John Chapman, uh, you know, co-owner of this crazy thing. Uh, sometimes host, sometimes co-host of Easy Fantasy. Uh, John and I have created, and this is, uh, I think John posted on Twitter earlier today, mm-hmm. but um, it is the Quest for Six mini docu-series, docu-mini-series. I don't really know what it's called, to be honest with you, but it's all about the 49ers' quest for their sixth championship, mm-hmm. and basically what we've done, uh, John has interviewed dozens of people, and I think he ended up with over 30 hours of un- unedited content. So just straight out interviews from podcasters, beat writers, broadcasters, everybody um, that he's interviewed in depth about the 49ers from basically talking about all last season and what to expect from next season. And so we are putting it into like a, I say like a seven or eight part series um, and we're releasing one part a week for the next eight weeks or so. And the first part is going to premiere on Thursday night at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. on John's YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on at Eat Sleep FF and just we'll direct you to it too. But it's all going to be live on his YouTube channel that night and then you can rewatch it anytime you want. But the premiere is Thursday night. It's going to be really the first episode is um, basically breaking down Nick Boza, uh, talking to the media about, you know, who he was, who he is and who he's going to be basically and how he's going to help the 49ers win. It's uh, it turned out awesome. I think the first episode was like 12 or 15 minutes long and all the other episodes uh, covering coaches, the other big players, George Kittle, um, you know, breaking down the offense, stuff like that. So it's really, really, I'm really excited about it. I'm going to keep talking about it um, for the next couple of months because it's really, really an awesome product that John put together. So I'm excited to be part yeah, of it. it sounds too, awesome. So. I'm excited. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. We, um, yeah, so go to our Twitter. We retweeted the trailer. It's like a short little trailer, um, you know, just kind of hyping it up, I guess. 
and then Thursday night. If you guys can't find it, if you can't find John's YouTube, hit us up, whatever social media email, and I'll direct you to the right place. But we're really excited about it. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. It's uh, or you can go to thequestforsix.com too and sign up for updates if you want, and that'll direct you to where you need to be. So that was a quick, quick thing. Um, all right, let's get back into it. Link wants to know bratwurst or knackwurst. Um, I will be completely honest. Look, I know my hot dogs inside and out. Um, well, not inside. I know my hot dogs. Uh, I know what bratwurst is. Yeah, I don't know where the knackwurst is. I know where this is going, and I, I'm right there with you. Knackwurst, I've never I heard of. I've never heard of that. A worst, I guess, is German. Um, it seems like a German hot dog, right? Mm. That's like a worst, right? Because it's like the, you know, like a liverwurst. Um, bratwurst at all kind of seems like it's like grounded stuff in like a sausage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Link, uh, no help here unless Austin can tell us what knackwurst is. So, have you ever seen uh, kielbasa or pola sausage? Yes. Imagine yes. a hot dog size one of those. So the interior of a knackwurst is more like bologna. It's more processed, whereas mm, the bratwurst okay. is more like an actual sausage ground up. Well, then I, I'm going to go bratwurst. Oh, me too. God, I don't even That I don't, sounds horrible. I don't even know why knackwurst is a thing. Um, I'm assuming this person is from up north. The only reason I know what it is is because I used to live in Milwaukee, and we would go mm, to Oktoberfest, okay. and the diehard Oktoberfest people would trash you. For bringing knockwurst to the party. Hmm. This is the only reason That's I know. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Well, I, I, okay. I appreciate that the purists are are trying to yeah. remove that, you know, entirely. <laughs> so it does sound. Oh like, yeah. It does sound like there is a movement, you know, against knockwurst. <laughs> I, I I I think I'm on board that. I think I am. You know too. what sucks? Yeah. What's that? I uh, recently, um, and I might have talked about this before. Like every once in a while, and I know I'm I'm not even forty years old yet, right? Uh, my thirty eighth birthday is coming up uh, next mm-hmm. month, but um, I have like flare ups of gout in my foot mm-hmm. every once in a while, and it de- definitely depends on my diet, like what I'm eating and stuff. But the biggest thing that makes a flare up that I found, like they say, you know, don't eat red meat, don't drink alcohol, don't do, you know, they, there's like a long list of stuff. The biggest thing that makes it flare up almost immediately every time is sausage. Interesting. Oh man! And so uh, it's it's disappointing because I really like I sausage. Bet. But I guess on the list, long list of stuff, like I can live without sausage. So, <laughs> um, but it, uh, yeah, it's a, I'm, the only reason I bring it up because I'm dealing with it now and it's super painful. Bummer. That sucks. Yeah. So bring it down the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I wonder. How, yeah, I don't think many people my age deal with gout, which is weird. I think my body's just trying to tell me something, mm-hmm. but maybe I don't know. I'm ignoring it. Uh, all right. Uh, Carl wants to know Carl. Um, okay. Yeah. You just asked about COVID. We already talked about that. Stacy, long time, long time listener. Um, she has one keeper full PPR. Who are you guys taking here? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to list out the names here. <clears throat> Jacobs for a second. Cooks for a second. Chubb for a seventh. Murray for a ninth. Who are you taking? I'm taking Chubb for a seventh so fast. I want to go Jacobs. Awesome. Yeah, we kind of talked about this off air a little bit. I see the, and, and Stacy's thinking Jacobs as well. 
I see that because the value for Jacobs for a second, giving getting an early first round talent. Um, but man, the difference in Chubb is unbelievable for a seven. You know, getting a mid second rounder. Yeah. Um, even maybe even like we talked about earlier, maybe even a late first rounder for a seventh round. I think that the difference between Chubb and Jacobs isn't that big. And getting them for a five round difference. Yeah, that's is that's huge. the thing with fantasy football. Like you don't win fantasy football just by targeting the dope players. I understand that's that's a part of it, but you win by exploiting value. And Chubb for a seventh rounder, like that's just a no brainer. You're telling me a top ten pick is gonna cost you a seventh round pick? Like right. I just that you know yeah, get it. My whole I, issue, I see I see the allure, Jacobs. <laughs> my whole issue with Chubb is I just don't trust that team. Like, yeah. I just... Yeah, that's understandable. I is, trust him, though. I do. I trust him, but he has to have a coach put him out there. And yeah. you have, a, have to have a quarterback who doesn't want to be a superstar and the hero and, you know, not try and make all the ridiculous passes. And I think that's the problem that Chubb was going to see this year. I think his quarterback is going to try to play a lot of hero ball and try and get the ball to both his receivers when they're out there. And I, I think the running game might suffer because of that. Yep. Nick Chubb, almost 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns last year with only 49 targets. Um, had the fewest receiving yards. Well, never mind. I'll take that back. He didn't have the fewest. But he only had 36 receiving yards. Uh, 36 receptions, I'm sorry. Got you. For 278 yards. So uh, not very – not very much used in the passing game, which yeah, but was, they still gave him what over three hundred touches. Like how many total touches? Did almost two two ninety eight. Yeah, two ninety eight. Two ninety eight attempts, rushing attempts. Yeah, I mean they, I've over three hundred touches. That's a that's a lot of faith in a player. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that was last yeah. year's team. That's what I'm saying. That's I just I I don't I don't know what to make of that team. And I'm I mm. if I at the, if if you tell me at the end of the season I was just flat out wrong about Chubb, I won't be surprised. You know, and I won't right. I won't be hurt by it, but I just I don't like like I'm not even a big Odell guy this year because I don't know how the team's I just this the team scares me all around. And maybe yeah. I'm just thinking about it from the wrong point of view. I love Chubb as a person, as a player, and the talent is there. I just don't know if it'd be properly utilized, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um next question, Adam. Uh, all these people are like long time, uh, long time listeners. I, I like to see. Th- it's really weird because you know I've been so involved over the years of Eastley Fantasy, looking at emails, you know, looking through people subscribing on the email list and you know through the website. So I recognize names for sure, especially from the beginning. I remember certain names from you know two thousand early two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, he wants to know uh, if you guys. I'll give you a little backstory on in a second, but. He asks, hey, Dale, dying to know what team you decided to be a fan of for this upcoming season. The backstory there is I grew up in Miami, uh, loved the Dolphins growing up, uh, watched them with my family, um, you know, all through the 80s, watched Dan Marino, Mark Duper, all the way through the horrible losing seasons, everything. I've stuck by the Dolphins for years. Uh, after last year and seeing what the management and ownership was doing with the tanking, I did not stand for it, and I disowned the team. Uh, so I'm no longer a Dolphins fan. I despise the Dolphins for everything that they are. Oh, interesting. I would like to interject. 
and state that they actually reloaded super effectively. 100%. They at did. The, at, and, they will. and that's kind of unheard of in the NFL. Usually, you know, NFLs are just slow-moving tankers where I mean, if you mm-hmm. want to turn that team around, it takes a while, but... I mean, somebody 100%. somebody had an idea and, and they it, executed, I think, pretty well. Very well. And I think they're going to be a much better team than they were last mm-hmm. year. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that overall, for the long-term health of the team, they probably made the right move doing what they did last year. Mm-hmm. The problem I have, and, and I know I gave this analogy earlier, but I'm going to give it again because I think it's the best analogy for it. Okay? Here it goes. You walk into a restaurant... And you say, you know, the, the, you know, you sit down at the table and the waiter comes up to you and says, listen, we have a horrible cook back there and he's going to cook a horrible meal. But if you just keep coming in here every weekend for the next year, after next year, we're going to get Gordon Ramsay in here. You're not going to want to go to that restaurant every weekend and get fed by a horrible chef. That's just bad for business. You're correct. And that's exactly what the Dolphins did. And so the Dolphin, so the restaurant shouldn't expect you to come in every weekend to eat the shitty food right because they know that they have a bad they have a bad cook in the meantime they should have been trying to train their bad cook and get a better cook but no i the restaurant said you know we're gonna save our money that though we're gonna we're gonna give our cook six dollars an hour until we can afford gordon Ramsay. but that they would be out of business and the dolphins were selling merchandise cook though for so long (laughs) and at any point if somebody (laughs) says look we know we've got a bad cook, but you know what? He's fired, and we're going to get Gordon <laughs> Ramsay next year. Like, if the alternative is like, no, we're sticking with this shitty cook. We know we've had years and years of this bad food. Uh, but you know what? We believe in him. We're going to train him up. Like my my, and that, that makes sense. I understand that. But my thing is they're, they're selling merch, and they're selling tickets to these games that they are not trying to win. Uh, and I, I know this is going to take out of context and there's a good argument against what I'm going to say, but they were selling tickets to games that they weren't interested in winning. I understand that, but that's, I mean, the GM's got to make money. The The team out there still wanted to win. Like if, if the Miami Dolphins were playing and were still bad and, but insisted that they keep Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, a top talent, then I right. could understand being upset but they offloaded talent that didn't want to be there, and they got them pretty good landing spots. And then in return, they they loaded up on draft picks and got pretty pretty smart picks to uh, to change that franchise. I, I'm yes. really not upset with long those long term, long term. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Well, even in, but I even them. in terms, I'm done. I'm done. Look, there's nothing you can say. I'm done with the Miami yeah, Dolphins. Okay, my new team, my new team, Jermall. The new team I am rooting for, and I don't know if I'm a, I guess I'm kind of a bandwagon jumper. I don't know, but this is just a team I'm gravitated towards most, the Arizona Cardinals. Right on, right on. That is my team this gonna year. It's going to be fun when the Niners stomp them. Cool. See, I was, secret, I was <laughs> secretly hoping that the Washington Redskins would change their name to the Washington Dragons, and then Dale could root for them because Dale loves dragons. Yeah. Oh, correct. <laughs> uh, no, I hate. I, hate I know that's. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's why I brought it up. Do you I know encounter you a dragons. lot of dragons. Why do you hate dragons? I don't get it. Uh, you, man, were you picked on you, by you a dragon. You want another rant? Do you, do you really want another rant, John? I want one because I have. I, I was just like, that. did the dragon steal your lunch money growing up? I don't. I don't understand how. Is it because it's a fictional hate. character? It's a. Fi- it's not a real thing, right? Yes. 
yeah, because it breathes fire and it's nerdy <laughs> and it's like it's so unrealistic. And it not only okay, they have a big lizard that breathes fire. That's crazy enough. But then you give them wings. It's like so going overboard there. Like how much how much more can this be unreal? See, this, this like, just proves. I, I think they maxed out at it. I think. I don't think it's too. In, <laughs> I don't next? think it's like, too in your face as fantasy. It just proves that I actually listen to the podcast. Also, because yes, thank you. That is yeah. from the XFL podcast. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You're right. I'd like to go on record. I'm pro dragon. <laughs> Jesus, John might not be back. Enjoy, <laughs> audience. You can enjoy him while he's here. He might not be. Back. Oh man! All right. Uh, let's see. Another question here. Hold on. So, uh, Mike, do we all have to pick a team, what? or is it just you pick a team? I already have a team. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. unless you're changing teams, what, what, who, no. who's your team? Good I'm, I'm a Bears fan. Right yeah, on. Okay. How about you, John? 49ers. Yeah, I knew, okay. I knew that one. That was uh, an ooh, easy we got it. Um, okay, we'll have a watch party for the 49ers and Cardinals game. Nice. <laughs> Kyle Murray's going to run all over you again. Oh, yeah? He is not getting past that D-line. <laughs> that, you know, uh, you know, helping John Chapman out with the 49ers stuff, um, I watched a lot of Nick Boza film. Oh. Uh, the truth. This this uh, 49ers defense is loaded. Oh, man. yeah. Don't sleep they on Kinlaw real. either. I understand people are going to yeah. miss DeForest Buckner. I'm going to miss him too. He's tremendous. But Kinlaw is real. Jamal Kinlaw is – he is. He is. I mean, there's a lot of – there's a lot of great assets on that on that defensive. Uh, Dude, and they're deep too. On the whole defensive team. We yeah, can keep it's we crazy. can keep those those monsters fresh all game. I I mean I almost want to be and again I know because I watch a ton of tape and a lot of the tape is favorable to the 49ers that I watch. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching highlights basically, um, but that's what they I put mean, out there. There's there's nothing. There's not a lot saying that the 49ers are going to be worse than they were last year. Mm-mm. There's a lot of stuff to saying they could be better. I mean, Nick Boza was a fucking rookie, right. and look what he. I mean, he dominated. Right. I mean, you know, he dominated play after play. Mm-hmm. So it's scary. He's just going to get Anyways. more comfortable in that defense. I I, I don't want to. I can't root for the 49ers <laughs> because I am a mid thirty year old person, yeah. or man, and growing up, the 49ers were awesome, and that's where all these mid 30, 40 year olds are become 49ers fans because they were so awesome when we were kids. I'm not going to do that. Oh man, I was. I had a. How old are you, John? I am 32. I had a Steve Young jersey when I was. Yeah. Real, real little. I've been through the, so you're part the good the times, the bad. Yeah. Right now, we got we got a we got a great where, team. Where are you from? Uh, San Jose originally, and now now I'm in Sacramento. I was mm-hmm. born in San Jose. Hey, right on. Oh. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's pretty All right. cool. Michael wants to know. I can't pronounce his last name. I think he's. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what <laughs> nationality that is. Uh, is that Greek or something? Mm. I don't know. Um, he'll, he'll Michael hear this wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, auction keeper, pick two. Okay, Godwin for twelfth, Drake for seventh, Dalvin Cook thirty six. Thirty six. I don't understand how you've ranked this. I don't know what's 36. Are you telling me you can get uh, Dalvin Cooks for pick? a 36 pick in an auction league? <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Oh, oh put... wait, hold on. Pick. Wait, hold on. Is this like like budget? Like, Oh, that's the man, amount of Michael, money? I really want to answer your question. No, that makes it. Wait. So is, is so Godwin for $12, Drake for 7 Dalvin for 36 Okay. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Okay. All right, if it's for so money, I take? need money symbols. Yeah, I know. Um, Jeez. 
Uh, okay, Drake for seven, Godwin for twelve, Cook for thirty-six. I like the Drake for seven bargain, but I think Godwin for twelve is just a pretty safe pick. I'm going to Cook for thirty-six. God. I just think there's too much upside. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, thirty-six is not a bad price. That's true. I got to know uh, their budget. Cook, right? I mean, like, don't don't they have an, uh, an allotted amount? You're, you're assuming two hundred. Okay. Okay. Right? So, I mean, a, a really good running back will go in the 40s or 50s. Okay. Well, then, if that's what he's running, then I think Cook at 36 is pretty safe. Yeah, I think I, I'm going Cook. Oh, it said pick two. So, Cook for 36. Drake is the guy. Drake's the guy. Um, For seven, there's not too many running backs that you can get for that cheap that are going to. I agree with you. I would say I'd probably go Drake and Cook here. I think I think Drake's good value. Yeah, that is a strong value. I agree with that. Well, what do you say about a uh, value, uh, John? You said you said a good good thing about. Uh, what, what was that? Godwin for twelve? I just think is no, no, solid return. No, well, what's what's your quote? You just said it earlier. Oh, you the thing about fantasy about, is yeah. like you want to pick good players, but you also need to exploit the value. Exploit, when, the yeah, value. when it's presented yeah, to good. you. Exploit the value. That's good. I like mm-hmm. that. I'm gonna wait. Hold on. Exploitthevalue dot com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's trademarked. Nobody can steal it. Uh, Michael, let's see. Um, You do have one mutual friend. Uh, One of my Canadian friends is also your friend. I'm trying to figure out what nationality you are. Oh, he's a Dolphins fan. I am unfriending him. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, So pretty decent episode. I think we got a lot through the uh, Q&A, mailbag, Mm -hmm. satchel time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna brainstorm and think of a, a new name for it. We need something. Yeah, we need something. I feel it. I have a feeling you guys are gonna hear John and Austin a lot this uh, this season. Um, both really know their fantasy football. I'm really happy to have them on again, guys. If you are listening to us for the first time, we appreciate it. If you look at our iTunes reviews, there is nothing but really good reviews and really really bad reviews. <laughs> we are not a middle of the road podcast. Um, I like that. There though. are very few three star. There are very few three stars. Like, we get one star or five. Um, so if you enjoyed it, give us a five. If you didn't, um, I stopped caring as much about the one-star reviews. So you can give us a one-star review. No, you can't. Ugh, I shouldn't have said no, that. No, don't get, give us a one-star review. But you're listen, get so if many you really, if you, got through, if you got through 41 minutes of this podcast and you uh, don't like it, you could give a one-star review. Go ahead. Um, we get a lot of, this is horrible, uh, and then we get a lot of, this is awesome. So... Uh, do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, any last parting words for you guys? Uh, wait. First, if somebody wants to ask you something on Twitter or Facebook uh, or whatever, social media, how do they find you, John? Mm-hmm. Uh, my, uh, You can find me at Twitter at uh, www – or sorry, at – sorry. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, at Genghis underscore John underscore. That's at Genghis. You you just made it so more, much more difficult to follow you. No, because I explained it clearly uh, at the follow up. <laughs> so we're talking. I'm at Genghis underscore John underscore. Okay, Austin, please be more. Um, please Do it better. Be easier than that. I think the best part is that you sounded like the oldest one out of all three of us, and you're the youngest one. That's out of true. All three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Austin Wrote That. Ooh, Austin Wrote That. Yeah. See, 
That's easy. Yeah, that's Bam. true. John, take some notes here from Austin. <laughs> yeah. You can learn a lot. Can you guys me. help me buy a BlackBerry? <laughs> I can get you a great deal um, on if, a BlackBerry. <laughs> if you email John, it'll take a couple of days till he checks his email to respond to you. So, um, you can always find Eat Sleep Fantasy at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. Also, EatSleepFantasy.com is a website. You can find us there. Uh, Eat Nation Private Group on Facebook is where we're probably most active. Uh, I don't know. We're kind of we try to be active everywhere. But the private group on Facebook is pretty fun. So it is fun. I suggest that. Don't forget. Look uh, for look on our social media for the uh, the episode one airing Thursday of the Quest for Six. Uh, it features Nick Boza. It's pretty exciting. Nice. So uh, if you guys have anything else, oh, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. This just in. I'm gonna live. Uh, hold on. We got one more question that just came oh. in, and because. Patrick. Oh, no, no. Never mind. False alarm. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But it did remind me. One more thing before we go. I am starting guillotine leagues this year. We already have enough for two leagues. We're filling our third one. If you want in, you have to email contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. Just put guillotine league in the in the search bar. I'm gathering emails, and I'm going to send one mass email explaining everything. But if you don't know what a guillotine league is, it's a super fun 17-team league. Um Basically, you have 200, uh, 200 fab dollars, whatever you want to call it, 200 fab. And the lowest scoring person for that week gets dropped. All his players go, all his players go to the waiver wire. Jeez. And then it's a free-for-all. And you can decide to spend all your budget week <clears> one <throat> picking up DeAndre Hopkins and Patrick Mahomes. Or, uh, you know, you could save it for later when everybody already used their fab. And, uh, you know, you could pick up those same guys for a dollar or two towards the end of the year if you survive. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you must survive every week. Lowest scoring team every week. It's not cumulative. It's just for that week. So you just got to survive. It's pretty fun. So if you want in, contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. Just put guillotine or G League in the uh, subject line. It's really fun. And I'm gonna I'm collecting some prizes, some signed autograph memorabilia. Um, that is, I think, what I'm going to do. And you guys tell me what you think. But everybody who joins, it's completely free. If you decide, I am going to um, set up a charity. Well, I'm not setting up a charity. I'm going to designate a charity. And you can donate anything you want to this charity. You just got to send me the receipt that you donated. And then you're entered to win the memorabilia. And if you win your league, then you you're, you know you're eligible to win it. But if you don't, or if you win it and you don't donate anything, then you don't win it. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I like it. I just, I, it sounded really complicated, but basically, you can win prizes if you donate to the charity, um, or not. So, it'll be fun. Anything else? I think I'm done talking. That's it for me. All right. Uh, well, for John Gallagher, Austin Thompson, my name is Dale. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. I promise. We're gonna get out more more episodes, so we appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Sleep fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.